1: That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.
0: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Ledahan.
2: It's episode 122, if you're keeping track. I don't always keep track, but, but it is. I'm just checking. You might remember a couple of weeks back, we had uh, the wonderful Jessica Nixon uh, on the show, and uh, she hails from Bristol, uh, Tennessee, the Tennessee side, because you know Bristol's Tennessee and Virginia, um, really the, the birthplace of country music. Um, and <laughs> I'm laughing because I have my cat, Juliet, and she's very curious about our guest's mandolin uh, stay away from that, baby. No, we can't afford that if you do something bad. And stay away from the case, too, honey, please. <laughs> Anyways, I was talking about Jessica Nixon. And um, we in the beginning of that show, we talked about defining success. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, hate genres. You define you find your own genres. But be, you know, be your own person. Be your own thing. Because uh, we need you. We don't need another Taylor Swift, right? Uh, we need a you. We need a you. And we also, I, the next thing that we talked about, was defining what success is for you. And we really delved into it when we were talking with, with Jessica. I mean, you know, maybe success for you is, uh, you know, writing more songs, writing a good song. Maybe it's getting out and playing that song and sharing it with other people other than your family. Maybe it's gigging out, playing lots of covers up and down Broadway. Maybe that's success for you. Maybe you want to be the next uh, Carrie Underwood, but I hope because we already got one of those. I hope you'd be, I mean, it's how you define success is what I'm saying. And and it goes along with why you don't compare yourself to other people, because you don't know what their how they are defining success, right? So why have that mess with you? All I'm saying is, and I used to tell my students, this at the broadcast school, live the dream. Find out what success is to you. Live that every single day. Enjoy it as you go. Now, I bring this up because as we are recording this show, it is the very last day of August 2023. And you know, the number one song in the world right now, or at least here in America, is by this young guy, Oliver Anthony. And I know you've seen the videos, right? Redhead with big red beard. And he has this song that he recorded, Rich Man, North of Richmond.
1: People like you. So you
2: know what I'm talking about now. Now he's an, an, an interesting story, and and if you if you delve deep into his story and how he defines success, it's pretty pretty amazing. Here's a guy that's got all these millions of streams and uh, was making something like forty thousand dollars a month on just the streams alone of that song. So it's number one across the country. It was brought up on the the Republican presidential debate. And they were asking the candidates why you think that resonates with America right now. And both sides, Republicans, Democrats, independents, all trying to claim them as their own. But this guy is so he doesn't want anything to do with politics. He says, I wrote that song for guys that like that were on that Republican stage. He's, said, you know, and he says what he really loves is that he has pissed off people on both sides of the aisle. So how does he, what is success to him? I think he's living it because he says, listen, I'm going to make songs that resonate with people. And that's what I want to do. He was offered an $8 million record deal and turned it down. Can you imagine that? I imagine he's a pretty happy guy right now and is enjoying his success. So that's what I wanted to just Be on the Soapbox about today. So what is success to you? Our guest today, I got to introduce you to her. She's Addie Levy. And uh, last year, I had the great honor to play at the Songwriter Fest in Gatlinburg. And I had a, a, a blast. Uh, met a lot of new people, and Addie was one of those people. It seems like every time I turn around, Addie was playing. And oh, man, is she amazing. So I've kind of followed her ever since. Uh, and you were from Virginia. I am. Originally, Yeah, right?
3: I'm from Radford, Virginia.
2: Where's that now?
3: Uh, it's like an hour and a half past Bristol. Okay. So I'm like... okay. Up the road a little bit.
2: Up the road a little way. Yeah. W- not near Richmond and in, 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 in... About
3: three hours south of that one.
2: South there. Okay. Yes. But you heard of Oliver, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. been
3: really interesting to watch that whole story unfold.
2: Ha- hasn't it been? Yeah. yeah. And what I love about it, too, he's that resonator guitar, you know, and it's just all raw. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. unbelievable. And it's
3: that Roots revival that's here. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Man. Are you ready? Oh, you know I'm ready for it. Man. I think
2: there is a Roots revival going on. And uh, my favorite radio station is uh, is Roots Radio, mm-hmm. WMOT. You listen to that a lot?
3: Yeah. I, I don't listen to it. My radio's broken in my car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't. I, the screen is broken, so I can't see where the numbers oh, are. So oh, I, no. Yeah, I just right. put my headphones in sometimes. <laughs> Probably not my smartest decisions <laughs> in life, but.
2: No. No. <laughs> So anyway, we met at, at Gatlinburg, and I watched you play so many times. I, like, I got to play with you once. Uh,
3: yeah, we,
2: we were at the top of the mountain. Yeah,
3: that was a great round. Wasn't man, that, that was fun? my First Songwriters Festival. Was it really? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've I've songwrote since I songwrote. <laughs> I've written since I was like 13 years old because that's uh-huh. like how middle school me dealt with my emotions. But is I it never, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, man, my middle school crushes. Like, I feel bad. Like, the- I wrote songs about them, and I'm Did pretty you? sure I dag on showed them. <laughs> Do you know how weird that must have been for like other thirteen-year-olds? Like,
2: yeah,
3: that's got to be weird.
2: Be careful; she'll write a song about you. Yeah, I right? know. That's that's really. Did that the, get around?
3: No, I, I, <laughs> Lord, I hope not. Golly, I would, I would hate to think back about that one. But um, yeah, I wrote for so long, and then the Gatlinburg Songwriters Festival came up, and uh, yeah. my uh, my boss at Dollywood told me that I really needed to go over there and mm-hmm. meet everybody and enjoy that. And um, so it was like my first time doing rounds.
2: And, like in and, a
3: big setting, I've done like the listening room in Pigeon Forge a little bit, but yeah. nothing like the festival. Yeah, it was awesome, and was I met homeless
2: people. Yeah. Me too. What I loved about it. Yeah. I wasn't too fond of the heights there up at uh, the top of that mountain. That was a drive. Straight up the mountain. And, uh, I hate heights. I don't even like being this tall. Uh, <laughs> and by the time I got up there, I was a nervous wreck. And I had such a headache.
3: And we were right on the edge And of we that.
2: were right on the edge. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it, if you go to my Facebook page, you can... Flip through the pictures, and you will see a picture of us up there. Yeah. And the guy that's standing the farthest away from the edge with his hand on the fence is me, <laughs> because I was as close as I was going to get.
3: <sighs> My mama came with me. She and so, did.
2: Your mom, wonderful. What a beautiful lady.
3: She's the best. Yeah. But she drove up mm-hmm. the mountain.
2: Did she? Yeah, yeah. And
3: we didn't know where we were parking. You know what that whole thing? Oh. We parked in this little gravel lot, yeah. and like an ATV came and picked that's us up. Right, sure and did. we're like, who are we calling? Where are we going? Where are we? Going? We're gonna have to walk across this mountain to get. i'm gonna be late and then it started raining and then
2: it yes oh my gosh but it still was fun
3: it was the best time we
2: had a blast and you were amazing you know what i remember the day before i saw you at one of the other places and you broke a string i did break a string i want to say it was like a d string or whatever yeah was it i
3: can't even it was my b string B string.
2: okay you know and it was in so here we are in this round and and your your, your string is still broken i go so you want to burn my guitar? That's just, just a B string. I don't need that. See, We're I
0: don't good.
3: even like the B string. I'm a mandolin player. Like he said, I'm a. I like the pattern. Like my thing's tuned in fifths. and so yeah. that B string messes up the pattern in my brain, anyways. Yeah, so I was like, good riddance to that thing, anyways. I didn't want it on there.
2: You are still amazing. That's a pro. You and, and and talk about professional. you worked at Hollywood. Well, you've done entertainment for a long time, haven't you? I've been
3: at Dollywood for nine years. Nine years. I started there when I was 12. Wow. So my dad and I, my dad played music, um, not professionally, but like Mm -hmm. always played around the house. And so when I got into playing music and I've grown up loving Dolly and Dollywood, like every other, every other person on this planet. Yes. um, We auditioned as a duo. We didn't hear anything for a while, but you know, I was 12 and I wore my little plaid dress and I played my mandolin (laughs) and I wore clogging shoes. Did you? So my dad played guitar, we would sing something and I would clog. How cool! It was a whole act. It was great. And they called and they hired us. We were part of the first group of people that were the roaming performers that they hired at Dollywood.
2: Oh, that must have been so much fun.
3: Oh, it was a blast. And I've, you know, I've done that for nine years. I'm so You and
2: your dad together.
3: Yeah, we did. So how
2: special is that?
3: Oh my gosh, there's so many memories. So dad and I would play and we call mom our momager.
2: Momager, uh, I love it. Yeah. She had the
3: water bottle, she was scoping out the scene. She we have a sign language basically, my mother and I. Like, I know exactly what that woman's trying to tell me. Like
2: <laughs> I could tell you guys were close. Oh
3: yeah. She can like sign like I sang Salty Dog Blues a lot. And <laughs> if she read the crowd that they wanted it, she'd like Salty Dog, like <laughs> like sign it out, Signed to me. It out for me. Yes. You. Or like that? point at me to smile. But there's so many good memories of that. And I'll then bet. When mm-hmm. I turned 19, I went down and started doing it by myself, uh-huh. uh, and then it used to be just one festival a year. And yeah. so when I was an adult, um, I came down for one festival at harvest time, and then they asked me to stay for Christmas, and then I came back for spring, and then I did summer, and just kind of kept going until uh, I fell. And just <laughs> you <laughs> fell? Helped. No, not oh. actually oh. fell, <laughs> but like, you know, the contract would stop, I'd catch my breath, and I'd start the next one.
2: Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. So let me ask, did you get to meet Dolly? Oh, yeah. You did?
3: So I have been in three of Dolly's parades at the park. Really? Yeah. And um, I'm in her movie. Yeah? I'm her mandolin player in the Christmas movie that she released, Mountain Magic Christmas. Well, we got to watch that
2: again this year. Oh,
3: yeah. It's awesome. It yeah? was like the coolest experience of my life. Huh? So they hired a bunch of local musicians. um, from the knoxville area to come in and, and play as her band in it and of course you can't hear us we're like lip-syncing to everything because they recorded it months <laughs> yeah. ago yeah. um but it was like the coolest experience ever the first day i got on set it was dolly Parton and miley cyrus oh and God. i was like i'm gonna pee my pants here <laughs> oh, this no. is not fair yeah. I, this is not cool M- miley's her so Grant-
2: goddaughter right yeah uh-huh. yeah it was mm-hmm. crazy yeah i bet <laughs> oh my gosh
3: yeah <laughs> But um, she would just come back and talk to us, and she was just so nice.
2: Sweet as can be, huh?
3: Yeah, she signed the mandolin I used in the movie.
2: Oh, did she really?
3: Yeah. So I, where, where's that one? It's, it's at home. Uh-huh. I actually just got the uh, the memory popped up in my phone. It was uh, a year ago today that she signed it.
2: Was it really? Yeah,
3: and she wrote it out to me, and I bought it from the production crew. I was like, it, this is mine. Please, let me, please uh, let me buy this now. Yes. Um, Good. It was awesome.
2: Did they make you a deal on it?
3: <laughs> no I, I think i paid full price for that um, instrument
2: would have to whatever yeah. it would have taken i was like i don't care i yeah. do not care so what was your first instrument
3: um my first instrument was guitar, guitar. even though i've been singing since i was like three
4: yeah
2: but I three? Started, wow yeah
3: i mm. used to sing in church with my dad so that's kind of how i got started oh. and then i was doing uh some theater stuff when i was a little kid did like mm-hmm. the sound of music mm-hmm. um, at our local dinner theater and then i started playing guitar at 10 i actually met Dolly's old band leader, Gary Biscuit Davis, huge Mm. influence in my life. And now I get to call a friend. Um, He was working at uh, the Dolly Parton Stampede at the time. Okay. And um, I got to talk to him. He used to play in like the pre-show that they had. And so I talked to him afterwards and sang a little bit for him. He's like, you sound great, but like if you want to pursue music, you should learn an instrument to back yourself up. Hmm. Went home, and I'd never wanted to learn guitar from my dad. You know, it's dad. Yeah, yeah, I was 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, you need to teach me how to do this now. It's
2: tough enough learning how to drive from dad.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I need to learn how to do this right now. Oh. Um, and so I started going to bluegrass jams, and that's mm-hmm. how I learned. And I was in my first band within six months of starting to play.
2: Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you fun. picked it up quick. I
3: yeah, yeah. And don't don't go listen to those recordings. <laughs> there, don't find those.
2: Well, I happen to have one right here. No, oh god, I'm, no, I'm kidding. Woo. I don't, I don't. But what I do have is your new single. <gasps> Can awesome. I play it?
3: Absolutely. Tell
2: us all about it first. This song you wrote.
3: It is. I wrote this back in 2021. So mm-hmm. I was doing a show at the same dinner theater that I grew up playing in, um, and I was driving down the road and I was listening to the infamous String Dusters uh, oh, song. Mm. Uh, just like heaven.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's got the, the lick through the whole thing, but right. da, da, da. I'm not going to sing it because yeah. I won't get right. right. But like I was driving and I was like, I need a song that has a cool lick in it like that. Like, that's what I want to write. And so I wrote this song. It means like, no, obviously
2: you wrote the lick.
3: Yeah, I did write the lick. I uh-huh. have a really bad like audio recording of me, like singing it through my car speaker and it's like really <laughs> bad. But, um, yeah. And I wrote it and then I accidentally wrote it about my now husband, uh-huh. about him cheating on me which no. like he didn't do no but like there's like a lot of like little weird details that are like about my relationship because like you know you know you write what you know That's so right they, they say. just like came to mind and so I show it to like my friends and my mom and they're like are you okay mm. and I'm like what? Yeah. Why? And I went back and read the lyrics. I'm like, oh, Ooh. I do pass his exit to work, and he does know my coffee order, oh. and I did paint the walls of his bedroom blue. Oh no. Oh no. But
2: so, and the whole idea, of blue mountain, is kind of a, a metaphor for for what? Yeah. For you know,
3: um, I've grown up in the mountains of Virginia. They always provided comfort from the Blue Ridge. Mm-hmm. So Blue Mountain. Blue Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just. It's just a really big comfort thing for me. Like, I know I always feel safe in the mountains. Like, the lines um, tell me it's okay to be blue a while, and they Mm. invite me to stay. So, like, it's just like a comfort thing of being home.
2: Very cool. Well, this is a great song, and let's play it for you. It's called Blue Mountain, Addie Levy, our guest, on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, what a great song. The musicians on that are incredible.
3: Oh my gosh. Some of the most monstrous players. It's like some of the strongest people of our generation. I grew up with a couple of the, well, I grew up with three of the musicians on that track. They're all about. You did? Yeah. The the banjo player's name is Clay Russell, and Uh he's, I think, 22. Uh, he's wow. from Virginia he's torn with a group called Shadowgrass that's his band wow and they're like doing like a lot of like Jamgrass stuff great um, Carson Peters has his own band uh, he's a fiddler Carson Peters and Iron Mountain he made his Opry debut when he was like a child are you kidding oh yeah with Ricky Skaggs there's oh. a video of him singing Blue Moon in Kentucky
2: oh man kind of wow. makes you a
3: little sick <laughs> like it's too good <laughs> And they're just, I mean, they're great people too. And then the bass player is like the brother that I've never had. We've been playing together since that first band when we were 10 years old. His name is Jared Hausman. Great bass player. One of my favorite people. Mm -hmm. And then the drummer is from, uh, I met him at Dollywood. We got to do some stuff together. Dylan Crawford. And he's amazing. One of my favorites. He used to live here in Nashville. Mm. Um, And then, of course... Mr. Trey Hensley playing guitar on that. Oh my gosh, his Grammy leads. nominated, oh. monstrous guitar player, mm. great songwriter, great vocalist. He him and Carson are doing the harmonies on that, but like I was just like so blessed to work with some of my favorite people. And my producer Bobby Starnes kind of orchestrated the whole thing. He got oh. Trey in on the project. Um mm. uh, it was just awesome.
2: Amazing. Now you didn't re- did you record it live? In the studio, or no, just it's you track tracked. it on down, okay. because yeah. I you know a lot of times you know you see that they'll do that, and yeah.
3: A lot of bluegrass will. Uh-huh. Um, the one issue that we couldn't do it with is that we have drums on the project,
2: so ah, okay, yeah.
3: We don't, yeah. it was uh,
2: and real drums, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah.
3: um, and like not everybody could come together on the same day because they're you. all. Crazy busy, but yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah, the drums is a controversy in itself in the bluegrass world. Oh little, yeah,
2: A little oh. bit. Mm-hmm. I am really into the history, of, especially of country music. Uh-huh. And, and, uh And for the longest time, they wouldn't allow a drum on the stage. Yeah. Ryman Auditorium. I just at yeah. Ryman as a as a tour guide. They would not allow drums on the stage. Yeah, you know? I know. It's yeah. crazy. And, like, and when they did, they would hide it. They would take it hard. and hide it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody see. It's you know?
3: It's crazy to hear like the history about all of that. But it like, is, you isn't think it? Back yeah. and it's like the J.D. Crow album that won the Grammy has drums on it. Like how about that. You know, yeah. and like, you can see some of the really old recordings of some of the upright bass players. <laughs> they would play in their right hand they would have a brush and they had like a little
2: oh. head on
3: their bass and you can come back and smack it. I don't know how you do how that. about that? That's Adding like, a little
2: percussion. Yeah,
3: it's, there's too many, too many components there for me to comprehend how yeah. you would do that.
2: Oh, me but too. But like,
3: I don't know, I just felt like I got the opportunity to play with Dylan mm. as a drummer at Dollywood. We had a little... Uh, we had a stage that I got to be a part of and he got to be a part of that as well
4: and mm-hmm.
3: it was doing my original music and we played Blue Mountain and he played drums on it I'm like uh-huh. okay well there's the answer of that <laughs> this has to be on there forever and so has
2: to be yeah
3: the rest of my stuff's having drums on it as well
2: now you forgot about one player on that, that record the the great mandolin player
3: on that oh, record. Oh, yeah, she's okay.
2: She's okay? <laughs> that that's, lead was incredible. Thank you. Man, yeah. wow. You know, that's what I love about bluegrass music. You know, my first job in radio was jazz. I uh-huh. did jazz. And wow. I used to love watch, watching jazz uh, quartets. How so Everybody would share a lead mm-hmm. and they would take it, you know. And bluegrass does the same thing. Oh, yeah. You'll know, you have a mandolin lead, banjo, guitar, and, that was a and I love that.
3: Yeah, instrumentation is such like a heavy focus of bluegrass. Like, it... I truly believe like I wouldn't be the musician I was today if I didn't, if I got into any other genre, because it's like there's a competitive streak in bluegrass of like being the best that you can be at your instrument. And Uh that's like, I don't know. Like, that's how you get categorized. Like, oh, what are you? A banjo player. Okay, well, then you're a banjo player. Like, Mm. you know, you kind of, you fall under your category there. And so, like.
2: Yeah, but not you. Because you are a multi-instrumentalist. You play the banjo, you play the guitar.
3: Oh, I play two songs on the banjo. I wouldn't call me a great banjo player. Okay, but you also play fiddle. I do play fiddle. Yeah, mandolin and fiddle are my mains. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, mandolin, guitar was first?
3: Guitar was first. And then I found a mandolin Okay, my, my only time I was ever grounded when mm-hmm. I was 10, I wasn't allowed to have technology for three days. It was crazy. Oh, I don't no. even know what I did. Oh, no. But um, I found a mandolin in our coat closet
4: that yeah. my
3: parents had bought when I was like a baby at a pawn shop. And I pulled it out. I was like, This is cool, and I'm bored, so I googled the chords when I wasn't supposed to, and then my parents got home and I cried. I'm Mm. like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to break the rules, I just wanted to learn how to play this instrument, Uh, and now I have not put it down.
2: Oh my you've got it you've got one with you right now
3: i do this is my baby pick,
2: pick tell me about your baby she got a name
3: yes her name is emma emma she's named after my middle school best friend who told me i had to name my mandolin after her
2: huh that's cool
3: <laughs> i don't know what she's doing nowadays but emma your legacy is carried on
2: yes it is that's a beautiful mandolin thank you what uh what type is that
3: uh wayne henderson built it so wayne he Anderson. is Dustin. a amazing phenomenal can't say enough great things about him luthier out of rugby virginia mm-hmm. uh, renowned for his guitar building primarily oh. but lord when he makes a mandolin like they don't miss they're you just know, amazing
2: they're absolutely the most beautiful instrument i think i've ever seen the way they scroll the scrolls oh yeah the way that oh, it's just a gorgeous instrument yeah this beautiful is,
3: she's gorgeous she's number 134 mm. born in 2016 mm-hmm. uh i bought or i bought it I, it was built for me when I was thirteen. When you were so thirteen, Wayne offered to build it for me, and I was very thankful for so, that. That he took, he takes a lot of initiative in young musicians, and, wow. and that's such a huge thing in our area in Appalachia. So
2: yeah, so it got you through the Dolly years, huh? Oh
3: yeah, yeah. this is the only mandolin I own besides the one that Dolly signed.
2: And I imagine you don't play that. I don't play that's that no. that's yeah,
3: yeah. That's that's a not a mandolin I would have played out even if it didn't have Mm Dolly's signature
2: I get it I've got two guitars like that hanging upstairs either one of them we will play they're not that kind of guitar
3: No, No. this Yeah, this is the only mandolin I own I Hmm. probably will be the only mandolin that I own for the rest of my life unless I fall into a large sum of money in my (laughs) life (laughs) and I can buy the fun ones but this is the only thing
2: it's beautiful play a little bit for us can you play a little something oh listen to that yeah with us on the songwriter connection gonna take a little break when we come back we're gonna talk about a new song she's got coming out here next month so uh, don't go away
0: You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Lenahan.
2: Many thanks to our friends at Red Circle, who are the host of our our podcast, and I certainly appreciate what they do in in selling the advertising that you hear on the podcast. By the way, if you are listening on, um, I was going to say Spotify, We're available there anywhere you find them, but but particularly YouTube, if you listen on YouTube and and I know we're not a video podcast yet, maybe someday we're still exploring that. um, Hopefully you just hit that like button and subscribe because that that helps us to to monetize there eventually as well. And I certainly appreciate that, Um, although we don't do this for the money. That's not how I define success. No. Addie <laughs> Levy is our guest. We just heard her new, her song uh, "Blue Mountain," but you've got one that you've, you've got coming out here in October, right?
3: I do. Um, it's a song called "Ring Around the Roses." I wrote with my husband. Ooh. Yeah, it's not a happy song, but. Uh,
2: it's not a happy song. No. No, but you know what? Happiness, though. Yeah. You've had a lot of changes in the past year Ooh. since I last saw you, right? Yeah,
3: it's been a year. Uh huh. I um I got married in May. I moved to Nashville right at the beginning of May. How about that? Um, I came in on a band that's not playing together anymore. So there was a change with that. And, you know, I'm not doing as much Dollywood as I was. And then I picked up some other shows and met Mm -hmm. some of the most amazing people that I'm so thankful to call close friends. How about that? It's just been a crazy couple of months. I've moved twice. Mm. Like, life gives you lemons and you just got to make lemonade and pray that it tastes good man like that that's, <laughs> that's just true. about as far as i can get but yeah. it's been so good. god has been so good to me well,
2: that's good that is really good i'm happy to hear it. And it sounds like you're doing well you know yeah love having you here in town what part of town are you live in
3: uh i live in brentwood now in
2: brentwood yeah. nice area
3: it yeah, is. It's yeah. very fun. The gas is really expensive down there. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it is. Yeah,
3: I was like $4 a gallon. Uh,
2: I don't know about
3: all this. I play bluegrass. No. Like, <laughs> I'm not making the big bucks yet.
2: Oh, man. You know, every time that BMI check comes out, I, I we go to Waffle House in Brentwood because they have the valet parking there. No, I'm just kidding. Just, just
4: kidding. <laughs> they might as well.
3: It's man, nice. the bad thing is now I live like two minutes from a Starbucks. Ooh. I've got the pre-order thing. Mm-mm, Mm-mm. That's going to no. take all my money.
2: No. I'm, and I am convinced to this day that they put something other than coffee that is so addictive. Uh, I used to work uh, at Lexus here in town, and mm-hmm. just we shared a parking lot with a with a, with a Starbucks. uh, Oh my, you know, you got that app and you Uh, kept loading your credit card. Yeah,
4: it's just Uh, too
3: simple and I uh, like the stars because they glitter when I get them. Um,
2: (laughs) Yep. And I was a
3: Starbucks barista too for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got really used to drinking that like every day and nothing I make at home tastes like it. No, it doesn't.
2: You're right. You're right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. It's, it's addictive. It yes, really
0: is. for sure.
2: Kind of like your music is. Oh, so addictive. going back to this new song that's coming out, it's coming out yeah. when? when?
3: Um, I don't have a date for her yet, so mm. keep your eyes out. Um, it'll be on social media. But um, yeah, I wrote yeah. this one with my husband, I guess, probably last winter. Last winter? So like last March in 2022. Is he a
2: musician too? Or? He
3: is. He mm. is uh, an old-time musician, so like traditional Appalachian music. Like, wow old uh, plays clawhammer banjo but he's an amazing writer and uh you know you can only write like oh i love you oh we have a healthy relationship like so mm-hmm. many times it gets boring after a while so now then we have to like just like make up stories and like write sad things mm-hmm. and it's like therapeutic
2: yeah <laughs> and, and i'm eventually going to get to the song but you just i just find new questions you said claw uh
3: clawhammer, hammer, claw hammer.
2: Yeah. and uh that's Totally different from, like, uh, the finger-picking style, yeah. right? That's so that's uh,
3: Scruggs style. Scruggs
2: style, So right. that's when you got... Although he didn't invent that style, but he perfected it. He
3: did. He, yeah. yeah, he is the one that, like, kind of, like, set the precedent of it. Right, If right. you would say, um, and that's with two finger-picks and a thumb-pick, and it's yeah. in a roll uh-huh. pattern. So it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. i am not going to pretend I know how no, you do but it. it is. But, um, it's coordination,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
3: And uh, it kind of hurts my head to think about. Uh-huh. And then hammer is played... Like you put your hand in a claw mm-hmm. and you hit your bass note with your thumb and your uh, pointer finger goes through and rakes, uh-huh. and so it like it bounces like that and it's it's fun. I can do it kind of. That's my two songs I can play on the banjo. Isn't Clawhammer? Wow, but uh, he's pretty <laughs> good at it. Pretty good at it, huh? Yeah, yeah,
2: um, that's pretty cool.
3: So it's it's definitely like a really nice blend of music in the house, like right. yeah. between like the bluegrass and traditional old time music.
2: Like, I bet you guys get jammed together.
3: We jam. We jam. Sometimes uh, I I can't take it anymore because, you know, I do music for work and... Yeah. And we both love to play music, and one of us will be noodling at home. I'm like, all right, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need silence.
2: No, I understand. <laughs> we got a trip coming down to Florida, and uh, I'm not even going to bring you a guitar. I just want to get away from everything yeah. and bake on that beach for a while. So That's me this
3: weekend. Day this weekend. Let's say weekend. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm going to go into the beach with my <laughs> in laws. And so I'm like, I ain't taking an instrument, I ain't taking That's my it. laptop. I just need some days. Yep. On the water.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, that's cool. So let's do this song. Tell us what it's called. and yeah. And you guys wrote it together. So t- t- you know, tell them about that process. And yeah. Share is, that with us.
3: I'm usually... I I haven't gotten it I'm going to tune while I talk mm-hmm. um, I got into co-writing Very recently Because to me Songwriting was always Really personal About my feelings mm-hmm. so A lot when, of people
2: Feel that way too
3: When mm-hmm. I got into doing Like the Gatlinburg Songwriters Festival And moving to Nashville I was like Oh this is actually Fun writing with other people And it's not scary mm-hmm. Um I'm probably a pain to write with with my husband though. Because then I get I'm like, What do you mean you don't like my line? Like then it hurts my feelings. <laughs> but um he's a he's a patient man. Lord mm. bless him. But um yeah. this is a song called Ring Around the Roses that okay. we kinda just like it's what it was one of those songs that like we just like finished it in like twenty minutes oh, and we yeah. were like, Oh, that's really good.
2: I love when that magic happens.
3: I know, it's a great feeling.
2: It's not always the case, but when yeah. it does happen, oh so I can't wait to hear this. I'm sure it's magic. Thank
4: name pops up in my phone again same speech you give every night when you're conscience gives me a slice of hope that I'd come home to you. Ring around the roses I wish I were chose, and we all come home. back on my phone saying it's not good for us to talk and that I should leave you alone I wish I could be angry wish I could stay away I'm still chasing the ghost of you just trying to make it stay bring around the roses I which I ever choose we all come falling down I'll play this game with you around and around mistakes that helped you to get past all your troubles and leave the weight on me. No ring and no roses. I'll never
3: You,
2: addie Levy, ring around the roses. Yeah, yeah. It's uh,
3: it's funny to hear it just played with mandolin. I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, but uh, it's a, it's a great song. I love it.
2: Now, have, have the same folks uh, produced that mm-hmm. and this new version? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's myself, um, Jared houseman on bass again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the drummer's Dylan Crawford. The fiddler on this one is actually Ella Hennessy. So she's a great friend of mine from North Carolina. Mm. Um. Her stuff on it was just perfect. She floated in the track, so she wasn't in the studio when she recorded it. They sent it in, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't hear it until it, I got sent like a rough mix of everything. Yeah, and I, my husband and I were driving in the car, and she hit this one lick, and we were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like <laughs> that was, go- that was gorgeous.
1: <laughs> Don't you um, love it?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and the guitar player on it is uh, a great friend of mine from uh, Virginia named Ethan Ratliff.
2: Now, where are you recording?
3: Uh, uh, Hat Creek. It's in Jonesboro. So it's down near like Johnson City in okay. Bristol area. Bobby Starnes, my producer, mm-hmm. was one of the songwriters at the Gatlinburg Songwriters Festival. Oh, was he really? And that's how I got connected with him. Now, that I, festival changed my life, man. Did it really? It really did. I cannot be more thankful for that. Oh, like yeah. three days. Yeah. And I almost didn't go because I thought we were. Really? Gonna, I, yeah, I don't know. We, we had something pop up. Or I was playing a couple gigs and I was like, I don't know if I can like balance both of these things. And my mama was like, Oh, come on, let's go. Mm. Okay.
2: Wow.
4: So
3: uh, it led
2: to many many good things. Oh my gosh, it led to
3: so much. I mean, that's where I met the uh, the manager that brought me to Nashville. The from the last band that I was playing with. Um, That's where I met them and met a good friend of mine, Zachariah Malachi, and and a bunch of great people there. It was just I I cannot uh, get over how much that. Weekend changed my life. Yeah,
2: yeah. I hope it gets back to where it was, because this year it was uh, very downsized. and uh, I
3: hate that I missed it yeah, this year. Yeah, and me
2: too. Uh, and hopefully uh, it'll be back to uh, to what it was uh, before. So, right, uh, absolutely. it was a lot of fun, yeah, absolutely. So you do some traveling? Um, yeah. Yeah, tell us about some of the places you've been and where you've been playing and...
3: Yeah, this is the first year that I've ever been farther west than Nashville. Yeah, is that not crazy? Like it is? I'm like an East Coast girl. Like I've traveled <laughs> up and down New York to Florida, uh-huh. but like farther west than Nashville has never been something that I've ever gotten the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Um, and through a very odd chain of events, I got a call from the manager of a group called Brothers Comatose.
4: Yes, and they I saw a, that
3: they're like a bluegrass like jam band kind of thing uh-huh. out of. Um, I call them Cali Grass. Cali Grass that goes yeah. in the category there. California. But um, yeah. yeah. They're uh they're based out of California and they were looking for a mandolin sub for a date up in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know where that is, but that sounds really fun. <laughs> and <laughs> so you much. did. And so I did. <laughs> and like, honest to goodness, like they they booked my flight and I practiced my little butt off and I was like, I really hope this is like a real thing and I didn't just get scammed <laughs> or something. But um
2: But it was. it was. It
3: was. It was like the best show of my life. It's the first time I've ever seen like those kind of mountains. Because mm. we were up in the Sawtooth Mountains of Idaho. Wow. Um, it was stunning. A lot the, bigger the, than
2: what you were used to. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, the boys that picked me up from the airport, my friends, uh, they, uh, they're they in the band Water Tower. And um, they... They can vouch the fact that like my face was like pressed up the window like mm. the whole drive. I was like, oh. "Where are we? This feels really surreal." Yeah. Um And after that date, I got the opportunity to sub in for them again in Colorado last month. Wow! So we were out there for a week.
2: Mm. Colorado, it wow. was Rocky Mountains. Awesome!
3: And, oh my gosh, there was like a time uh, we were playing the show in Keystone. And we were at like the top of a ski lift because okay. like all, you know, there's no snow right now, and well, mm. I mean there is, but not there. Um, and so like the stage was like overlooking the other side and it was the most beautiful thing. And it was like sunset Mm. and we, we got up for our second, like we had had like a 15 minute intermission, uh, got back up on stage and I was like having to fight back crying on stage. Cause like, Lord, I'm just like so blessed to be able to do this. And like in that moment alone, I just like was so reassured that like, this is what I'm called to do. Mm. And so. It was just, it was a crazy trip. We went whitewater rafting. We did that in Idaho too. Like it was just crazy, Wow. and it was so much fun. They are the some of my favorite people to play with. Uh, They're sound tech and the tour manager. They were, they were just so much. Fun. It was just like a great week.
2: Isn't that something? We had
3: so much fun. Their tour manager lives here in Nashville, and we're mm-hmm. like, we go out and hang out sometimes. I well, love her. She's well, that's amazing.
2: Awesome. Yeah, sounds like you were just overcome with emotion. Because, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, because you're realizing a dream you know. yeah
3: it was just like it was just a really good sign that I felt like I was really on the right path and like I love playing in a band situation like I've been playing in bluegrass band since I was 10 and so that's crazy like that's like that's my home you know and so it just it was just a really good day I mean it was a really great week but like that night in particular Mm -hmm. uh it was just Best day ever.
2: Emotional. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Wow. I can't say that. I just got
2: married. A <laughs> well, other than that.
3: Other than that. One, oh yeah. That one's a. That one's an automatic on the list. Kind <laughs> That's of <thing>. right.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry about that.
3: Uh, no, it's okay. I. You know, I have to like watch how i say that there you know, you know. i love you eric i promise eric,
2: sorry buddy sorry I, man i talked her into that it wasn't she didn't mean <laughs> it. um so going back to my opening monologue how do you define success oh, what is it for Addie?
3: um this year has been shaping a lot of the way that i view that mm-hmm. um success for me has been able to uh pay for my starbucks trips and my tj maxx nights um before that but (laughs) no i I, I
2: agree yeah but i'm a
3: big girl now you know Uh i pay rent that's scary yeah um and i have like bills and i'm married and you know my husband's still in college so you know we're both working our little tails off right now and so success for me is Ooh, i don't hold Mm -hmm. on give me give me some thought time here i think success for me would be feeling musically fulfilled Mm -hmm. um i love being a vocalist i love writing but my heart is an instrumental work and like mandolin is like everything i mean 11 years of my life i I promise you if for some reason i broke my finger and was never able to play again Mm. i don't know what i would do i'm not Uh. good at anything else in this Uh. world Uh. than playing music and so uh, i i've just been doing it my whole life i never considered anything else really um Mm. and i considered like festival production but that's beside the point um yeah success for me would be feeling fulfilled musically whether that's in the songs that i write or the songs that i'm playing or in the fact that i'm like consistently working doing something i love Mm -hmm. so it's just the fulfillment of doing that i mean it's a great i mean like that night on that mountaintop i that was success for me because like you know i maybe i didn't play some of my best notes that night and i can you know I'm, i'll be the first to admit it
4: mm-hmm.
3: um and it may not have been like my strongest vocal take because you know singing in that altitude change
2: oh that makes
3: a difference I bet that it was does. scary um yeah, i bet it does but it was just that moment of being fulfilled and like yeah that calling of like this is what i have been called to do since i was 10 years old and i can truly feel it and there's there's just those days like that that just make you
2: i got a feeling there's a lot more of those in lord
3: i hope so Addie
2: levy's future <laughs> i got a feeling yeah and that's cool so you're enjoying the journey as you go i am it's just fantastic yeah it's
3: just been so good to me Thanks nashville's been great that. it's yeah. Ugh, yeah, just thankful do you love it here i do oh my gosh i have so much fun mm-hmm. um
2: do you play out around here tonight? yeah do you? Um, a lot? Mm-hmm. i
3: play it like have been playing at jane's going to the bluegrass jam i've done ah. uh i'm been part of the group that's starting out the uh, bluegrass nights at the nations at Fern West. Oh that's you cool. gotta come down to the nations sometimes. That's one of to my favorite places. That's like yeah. our friend group's like little hangout spot now.
2: I will do that. I feel yeah. like I'm in
3: like a friend sitcom sometimes. <laughs> like, we we talk about that all the time. Like we have like the oddest group of people that all hangs out together but like it's like the best group of people on this earth. But um yeah we've been playing out a lot and it's And
2: it's, the coffee shop is Starbucks, not not what was it called? Perks something. Oh, oh yeah. What was the friend's oh, coffee? Uh, is it
3: perks? Something mine or something I have, perks. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Know. I don't know. Central. Central perk. Central
2: perk. That's there it. we go. Central perk. That's it.
3: Um. Perk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is Starbucks. But um. Yeah. I've been I've been doing a little bit of Broadway stuff too. Good. Yeah. Playing some fiddle down there. Good. Uh, it's, def, it's it's pushing me in different directions and I like that. Like Makes I fun. like being pushed. I like. A challenge to do something different mm, um,
2: good, good. I, I'm
3: looking forward to playing a lot of different stuff as well now
2: that i read you're do, doing a little uh residency too at City Winery here in Nashville
3: well that's what I came down here for okay so um we're that ended back in June okay. I was playing for C. Thomas Howell uh really yeah Pum wow Boy.
2: Tommy Howell Tommy as he's Howell. going by these days yeah
3: I was uh playing fiddle for them
2: he's the actor yeah <laughs> C. Thomas Howell yeah uh we were uh, and, and you played in his yeah. band that's awesome. That's
3: what moved me here to Nashville.
2: Wow. Um, and he brought all these stars in from like um Yeah. Uh, like the Cobra Kai, I think. Yeah, Cobra night. Kai,
3: the cast of ET. Wow. Uh Charlie Sheen, Adam Carolla, Larry Gatlin came and hung out. It was Whoa. great. It was a great couple of weeks. How about that? We had a good time.
2: That's awesome. It was a
3: great venue. Um It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I played I played fiddle with that one and ah. sang a little bit. Wow yeah that's it was, pretty cool it was fun gotta love it yeah
2: Eddie, anyway, why don't you play another one for us one that you wrote maybe you could you play us one more And uh, yeah
3: um, how about an instrumental would that I would work? love that you I know, played I, a little I, bit of it earlier this is a tune called Flight Pattern that is uh, going to be coming out on it, the full project so
2: something you've written uh, instrumentalized yeah yeah well good awesome I,
3: um, when I was working at Dollywood I worked in the resort a lot called Dream mm-hmm. and like when you're surrounded by Dolly Parton stuff it's hard not to be inspired to write uh-huh. so I ended up writing this song um, while I was working one day and just like I'm sure that hotel lobby was so sick of hearing these same lyrics <laughs> over and over again but I was just working it out um, to get it now it's called Flight Pattern and it'll be out sometime next year with awesome. the whole project alright <laughs>
2: You know what I found out is that usually um, the people that are really good at their instrument makes it look so easy. Oh gosh! <laughs> but I, I know th- what you're doing. It's not easy at
3: all. I probably messed up half of that right there. Are but you kidding me? You'll never know because I wrote it.
2: There you go. You wrote it that it way. <laughs> that was you how it was. Say. <laughs> You know, I love that instrument. And, and, you know, here's here's, uh, the difference in, 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 like, where we grew up. I grew up outside of Cleveland, Ohio, which is kind of the rock and roll capital of the world. And you, um, in the Blue Ridge Mountains of of Virginia, and uh, my first taste of a mandolin, uh, because we listen to rock all the time, rock music, was a, a song by Rod Stewart called Mandolin. Wind, oh, and, uh, mandolin rain was it? Wind, I can't. Well, I'm, I'm scrolling out. But anyway, <laughs> and I fell in love with that instrument just from that song. Yeah, and uh, mandolin wind didn't change a thing. And I still love you. You know the song you're talking about. Uh huh. And but ever since then, I was a, a fan of that instrument. And as I got into country music and uh, the history of music and the history yeah. of country music, I love it even more. Uh, and boy, you just make that instrument come alive, Thank and I appreciate you. it.
3: Yeah, we've. Uh, it's really big in like the Blue Ridge, Virginia to like mm-hmm. start playing a lot of stuff when you're young and yeah. you know, we were all influenced by it. I've been dancing to bluegrass music since I was a kid. Yeah. And so now there's an after school program actually called the Jam program. Wow. That teaches I love it. uh kids traditional Appalachian music and so they can pick their instrument and they we have that loan that cool? our instruments and teach it. And it's just it's such an awesome program.
2: It's part of that roots revival you're talking it about. It
3: is, yeah. I'm telling you, it's coming. Yeah.
2: I tell you. That's what I love. That's what I listen to all the time anymore. Thanks for coming on our show and sharing your wonderful talents with us. Oh, my God. It's good to see you again. It's so good to see you. Yes. Much, much more success coming your way. No, let's stay in touch. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll keep following you on the socials, by the way. Let's tell folks how to find you out there.
3: Yeah. You can find me uh, just Addie Levy Music. I got a a Facebook, an Instagram, a website, Mm -hmm. a TikTok. Yeah. You can find me on
0: all the good things.
2: Good. Look for Addie Levy, our guest of the Songwriter Connection podcast. Andy, thank you. Have a great one. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.